have taken a little while to switch up servers again uh, back to back. But anyway, I think that's got it. So, Tim, same thing that I told Matthew, just be strong and courageous and preach the word, brother. Evening. Well, we're supposed to do this um, because God commanded us to, and we're also doing it at a gospel meeting in Beeville. And we're really excited to do this. Um, it's me, Matthew, Jacob, uh, Walker. And now Jackson is going to do one. And we're really excited about that. And it's going to be a really good trip. And we have a VBS while the gospel meeting is going on. And it'll be really great. Well, tonight I'll be preaching about the king coming back. As you can see, there are many many questions that people have pertaining to the king coming back. Tonight we're going to try and answer some of the questions that people have by looking at scripture. Well, Mr. Smitty up here wants to know, why is he coming back? Well, the king is coming back because of the love of not wanting us to perish. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die. And it's because of that love we have, we have a way out to get to heaven. Turn with me to John 3.16. This is a really well-known uh, passage, but it's also one of the most misread. came out of context a lot. <clears throat> and in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world... He so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe in Him. I want, I want eternal life. The King is coming back to gather His followers. Turn over, to me, turn over with me to Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew chapter 24, we'll be looking at verses 29 and 30. 29 and 30 says, <clears throat> Immediately after the tribulation days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from, the, from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. That sounds pretty bad. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That sounds awesome. <laughs> king, the king is coming back to make payment. Turn with me to chapter 16 of Matthew. And in, and in chapter 16, we'll look at verse 27. 
Verse 27 says, For the Son of Man is going to come with His angels in the glory of His Father, and then He will repay each person according to what He has done. If you do good, He's going to reward you. If, if you keep, kept His commandments and you've been saved, He's going to reward you greatly. But, if you just lived a w- wicked life and haven't really done anything to get your soul into heaven, He's going to punish you. And it's not going to be pretty, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, it's time to move on. Farmer Joe over here wants to know, when is he coming back? That's a, that question is asked a lot. Well, that is a good question, because Jesus the King doesn't even know. Turn with me to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. And in, and in chapter 13, we'll look at 32 and 33. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only, only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. We have to be ready. If he, if he comes now, you, you have to be ready. I mean, it's any given second he can come. If the king doesn't know, what does that say for all those who claim to know? A few examples. The Mayans. (laughs) The Mayans was an ancient civilization, and they predicted that the earth will come to an end on December 22nd, 2012. It's 2016 now. We're still here. I don't see us going anywhere unless God tells us or sends his angels down. <clears throat> Matthew 24, 36-34. Let's read that. Matthew 24. I'm going to be reading 36, 34. But concerning that day or hour, no one, even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. That sounds familiar. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And then, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when that day for you do not know on that day your Lord is coming but know this that if that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming 
he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at the hour you do not expect. We need to be ready 24-7, even when we're sleeping. First Thessalonians 5, First Thessalonians 5. And in, and in chapter 5, we're going to read 2 and 3, verses 2 and 3. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Pregnancy is a, it's a wonderful thing because it, it, get, it brings new life. But it's also very painful. The coming of the Lord is a great thing. But it's also painful. You see the connection there? I see it. Since no one knows when Jesus is coming back, we must all be ready for that day to come. We must not be taken by surprise living in sin. I don't want to be taken by surprise. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. And this guy, he looks cool. He's got cool even written on his shirt. His name's Brad. And what Brad wants to know, who who is the king coming for? Well, he's coming for the sheep, which is us, Christians. And turn with me back to Matthew 26. And verses 31 through 46, if I'm reading this right. Matthew 26, 31 through 46. Oh, no wonder it didn't look right. I was looking in 24. Rookie mistake. (laughs) Wow. Verse 31, Then Jesus said to me, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this is very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. And Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And Taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther,
and prayed, saying, My Father, if it is possible, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is in, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to him, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. It's kind of hard to read, actually, before Jesus' betrayal. It pains my heart to know Jesus, the Son of God, was betrayed by the one he loved, by one of the ones he loved. The king is coming for those who have done his will. Turn with me to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. And, it, and we'll, I'll read from verse 38. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. If you're too afraid to talk to your friends about Son of God, well, let's just say he's not going to talk about you to his Father who created the earth. <clears throat> he's, coming, he's coming back for those who are not ashamed. Turn with me to Philippians 3.20. Philippians 3.20. And it reads, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, heaven's our home. God, God made a place for us to go after death. That's heaven. He's, he's coming back for those who long for His appearing. Yes, there are, there are people who want, who want Him to come, who are longing to see Him. Turn with me to Colossians 3, 4. Colossians chapter 3, and we'll be reading verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. We'll be with our Father when that day comes. I'll be really happy when that day does come. Let's carry on. On a happier, uh, sillier note, that's Mr. Giggles. From someone's imagination, kind of looks like Natch drawing. Shh. 
Mr. Giggles wants to know, can anybody go? Can anyone go with the king? Well, that is also a good question because those, those that keep his commandments can go with the king. Turn with me to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. And in Matthew 7, we'll one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That pretty much ties back to what James had to say, faith without works is dead. You can't just say, hey, yeah, I love God, I love God, I want to go to heaven. And if you don't do His will, do what He asks you to do, that's just empty words. Do what you say, pretty much. Anyone, anyone can go who's prepared. Turn with me to chapter 25 of Matthew. Chapter 25. And I'll be reading the first 12... The first 12 verses of this chapter. Then the kingdom of heaven will be who took their lamps and went to the, meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, pay attention to this, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil for, the, for their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. Turned them on. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going, were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were, were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, saying, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. To break down that, the parable of the ten virgins. Five were ready, five were not. The five who were ready, they prepared for that day to come. Symbol, symbol, speaking. And the five foolish virgins, they weren't prepared. They didn't even have oil with them. They weren't prepared at all. They just had their lamps. We have to be ready. I've been, I've been saying this a lot up, up here. We need to be ready when he comes back. Okay. Doc, Dr. Donovich, he's a German professor in college. He wants to know what the day will be like. Oh, boy. 
This is, one, this is one of the most asked questions. Not the most asked, but one of the most. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. <clears throat> and in 1 Thessalonians 4, I'll be reading 15 through 17. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet up to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. And he's coming. He's a coming. We don't when? I don't know. Okay. Turn with me to Revelations one seven. Revelation one seven. It reads, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see those who pierced him, and all the and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. He's coming. I've been saying this a lot. And I'm I'm saying it a lot because I want to try to get it across. Because Sometimes we say, well, I have enough time. We really don't have enough time. That's why, that's why in the Bible it's called the end of days. I mean, we're not, it could be another 2,000 years. It could be another 10,000 years until the end of the world. But it's still called the end of days. Because we do not know when he's coming. Tonight, you may be sitting there asking, how can I go with the king? How can I go like Sally? First, you must believe in the king, Mark 16. Turn with me there, Mark 16. And in Mark 16, we'll read 15 and 16. Mark 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. It's, it's pretty simple math. You believe and be baptized, eternal life. You choose to ignore his teachings, and don't be baptized, don't be saved. Death. That's simple math. I don't want death. Trust me. <laughs> you have to obey his word. Second John one six. Turn with me there. Second 
And in Second John chapter, uh, verse 6, it says, And this is love, that we walk according to His commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. We need to obey what the king says. That's the point of being a king. And that's the point of being a servant. You need to repent of your sinful life. Luke 13, 3. You need to confess that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, God's only Son. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins being added to the kingdom of the king, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 2.38 Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Lord Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive eternal life. And if you remain faithful to the king and his kingdom unto death, you will receive the crown of life. Folks, I'm telling you, as a fellow Christian, I don't want to burn in hell. I want to be with my Father in heaven. I want to be in paradise, not burning with fire and brimstone. I do not want that. And I don't want it for any of you either. Tonight, I spoke about that great day when he is coming back to reward all those who have been faithful to him. I cannot wait for that day. Tonight... If you're not a child of God, that day will be a scary day. That day will be a sad day. Like I said, we don't know when he's coming back. It'll be a day of separation that'll never end. We won't get to see him again if we don't obey him. Please take advantage of this day and make preparation for that final day. If you need to, I'll, I'll study with you, Nat will, or one of the elders and deacons will. Won't you respond? Won't you become a child of God today, right now, as we stand and sing?